Hello and welcome to another Newsflash episode of Unpacking the Case, the podcast by David Jones-Bold, the real estate law specialist. Hi Richard. Hello Lizzie. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. We're here for another Newsflash episode. Um, this one looking at a case from the beginning of the month, we're in March as we're recording this, um, surrounding guardianship schemes. And it's called Global 100 Limited and Jimenez, or Jimenez, or Jimenez, or however you want to pronounce it, <laughs> with a terrible Spanish accent. Do you want to start with some background on this one? Yeah, we've talked about, as I mentioned, these guardianship schemes. I think we did the first news flash of the year back in January about a case from uh, December 2021. Uh, called uh, Global 100 Limited and um, La Liva. And for those who are not in the know, just to, to refresh your memory, these guardianship schemes, when I mean, the government's estimate is about five, six to 7,000 of these guardians up and down the country. And they're basically commercial premises uh, which are empty for whatever reason. And people like Global 100 Limited provide occupiers as their sort of residents, their main residents to, 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 to live in these places, amongst other things, to stop vandals getting in, stop squatters. Um, uh, squatters uh, prefer commercial premises because nowadays it's a criminal offence to, to actually squat in, in residential, former residential properties. And so these empty commercial premises are, are ideal. And that's uh, some of the background Global 100 we're, we're providing these things. So where did it occur? It was in the centre of London uh, in Euston. Um, I think I vaguely know the, the area. It's uh, sort of near uh, uh, Euston Square underground station. And it was a place called William Road, 35 to 37 William Road, which used to be occupied by somebody called Addison Lee Taxis, um, this, this particular premises. But they'd vacated the property and uh, MBU Capital were going to develop it. They've got plans for development and still have, but in the interim, it's going to be empty. So the Global 100 Limited were contacted to provide these guardians uh, to occupy the premises. Um, the the Laliva case we talked about uh, back in January said that these guardian schemes would not normally be give rise to assured and assured short-old tenancies that were akin to service occupiers, you know, caretakers, basically. And they genuinely had licenses, so they didn't have a degree of security of tenure. But there's always been other issues. I remember we talked about a case called Southwark Borough Council and Ricketts and, um, and Ludgate House um, in, a, in a podcast we did last year. Uh, which said that, you know, again, they're licenses, but uh, the consequence of that is that uh, the, the property owner is still in occupation and has to pay business rates on, on empty properties. This was something, uh, you know, which has always been suggested as being an issue and whether it gives rise to a house of multiple occupation. What is a house of multiple occupation? Well, it's an incredibly complex series of uh, definitions and... Um, it is different for housing purposes, as here, this was primarily about housing and planning purposes. Um, but uh, basically, um, houses in multiple occupation are sort of where they're occupied by people who are not related. In uh, uh, those kind of circumstances, you might have a house in multiple occupation with a lot of sort of consequences to that. But primarily, I mean, what had happened here is that Camden Borough Council, the local authority, had inspected this premises and found that there was 
between 10 and 12 of these guardians occupying the premises. Um, you have to be occupying the property uh, as well, the, the definition says you occupation of the living accommodation constitutes the only use of the accommodation. And so the question really is that uh, these people obviously weren't related, but is the living accommodation the only use? Because if it is, there's all kinds of consequences. What are the consequences? Uh, well, they there's something, again, it's a very, very complex area of law, but certain types of house and multiple occupation are subject to mandatory licensing wherever you are in the country. It's slightly different in England and Wales, actually, but not for the purposes here. But wherever you are, you have to get a license. Uh, it's a criminal offence not to, and you have to pay the local authority, and every five years you have to renew your license and the property. Um, and uh, if you don't get a license, amongst other things, uh, then the occupiers can claim a rent repayment order. They can claim up to a year's back rent for the time period you should have had a license and didn't. And there's also sort of things that go along with sort of minimum uh, standards in relation to space and the likes of bedrooms must be a minimum size and kitchen facilities and storage of food facilities and there's got to be removal of rubbish facilities and adequate management huge numbers of issues you know sufficient number of sinks and if there's more than five people each one of them has a separate sink and goes on it's massive, massive pieces of legislation uh, but what had happened here is that they'd, uh, these people, after the inspection by Camden Borough Council, uh, Jimenez and others besides decided to claim a rent repayment order. And the real question was, you know, is this the, is the living accommodation constitute the, the only use of the accommodation? So what happened then? Well, uh, Global 100... Um, tried to argue that it wasn't the only use. They tried to argue that use means purpose. Uh, and you know, one purpose of this accommodation was, uh, was to be living accommodation, but other purposes included um, you know, the sort of security side of things, you know, acting to stop vandals getting in and making sure the property was uh, in a state of repair and the likes and stopping squatters. So that was their argument. Do you want the uh, what the upper tribunal decided? Yeah, go for it. Well, it's an upper tribunal case. It, they said pretty much the same as the first tier tribunal. And they said that uh, use doesn't mean the same as purpose. Um, and in this particular case, it, you know, their agreements said that the premises had to be used as their main residence and they couldn't have business use and the likes. Uh, and uh, they said that uh, the living accommodation was the only use for the premises. And the fact that living there happened to, you know, to squatters and vandals was, was uh, just by the by, just like in any sort of residential house. So it uh, was decided it's a HMO with all the consequences and these people get their rent back for a year, or some of these people do. So what are the consequences of this decision? It's uh, potentially the last nail in the coffin of, uh, of these uh, guardian schemes, which are say for premises which are going to be developed but not yet uh, you know, much more common than some people might imagine because uh, it's going to be very costly to people not just in terms of rent repayment if these things become HMOs which require licenses um, 
they require a mandatory licensing. There is additional licensing and something called selective licensing for non-HMOs as well, but mandatory licensing applies whenever you've got uh, five or more people in two or more households. Uh, and you know that's what these guardian schemes do. You'll have five or more people, two or more households. So it becomes very, very complicated. The one thing sort of that argument might still be there is that uh, if you frame the agreement sufficiently, you know, if these people actually had some kind of obligations like inspecting the premises and doing reports on a regular basis, then there could potentially be an argument that this is not HMO. It's uh, not, it's not con uh, it doesn't uh, just constitute living accommodation, there's some things besides. But uh, I think uh, they've uh, quite possibly had their day subject to a potential appeal, which I haven't seen anything about. And so that's it, Lizzie. That's uh, the latest on Guardians, but I suspect not the last. Great. Thanks so much, Richard. My pleasure. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you again in our next episode.